Today we speak with Rebecca Stirrup, who is a homeopath in New Zealand and the president of the New Zealand Homeopathic Society. And she's also an avid volunteer for Homeopathy for Health in Africa. And she has been volunteering for them for over a decade, returning to Tanzania frequently to help those in need. Rebecca was featured on episode 56 of this podcast, so be sure to have a listen to that as well. And Rebecca recently returned to Tanzania after not being able to visit during the travel restrictions with COVID. And we arranged to do some recordings while she's visiting the various clinics so we can share with you, our lovely listeners, the work that Homeopathy for Health in Africa is doing. So in this episode, you will also find the full video on my YouTube channel and you will see Rebecca at the clinics and you'll see the people in the background and also the volunteers at the clinic. It's just quite spectacular actually seeing it. So make sure you type in Eugenie Kruger Homeopathy in YouTube and that should pop up. The first recording of this interview was done on the 28th of July when Rebecca was visiting one of the homeopathy clinics called the Yuriko Center in Arusha. And in the same episode, we also have a second recording, which was done on the 2nd of August when Rebecca visited another homeopathic clinic in Maweka, high up in Kilimanjaro. Now, as many of you know, the Homeopathy Hangout podcast celebrated its 100th episode on the 12th of August with a big party here in Perth, and each of the 100 guests that attended paid $10 for their ticket, and the $1,000 that we raised, we donated to Homeopathy for Health in Africa. I really love donating to this charity because you can really see exactly where your money is going and the huge change that it's making in the lives of so many people. So if you would also like to support Homeopathy for Health in Africa, you can make a donation at www.homeopathyforhealthinafrica.org and they are really seeking uh, monthly donations. So if you want to make a monthly donation of anywhere from $10 or $20 a month or even more, please visit their website as well. Enjoy the episode and be sure to check us out on YouTube. Welcome to the Homeopathy Hangout, where we discuss all things homeopathy from around the world. And now my mum and your host, Eugenie Kruger. Hello. Hi. Hello. I'm actually amazed you that you me? have... I can. I'm amazed that, that you have any connection out where you are. Yeah, we're high up on the Kilimanjaro this morning at a place called Maweka. <laughs> I can't really show you the view, but... it. We are high, so sometimes the service is not so good. <laughs> wow, cool. Well, you could click on the flip screen. So here we are. This is our waiting room here. Oh, is that and, banana um, growing there? Yes, this is banana, and there's all sorts of tropical plants. We're high. I hope you can see that. I don't know how easy it is to see that we're high. <laughs> I think, Rebecca, what I'm going to do is keep as quiet as possible just for the connection. So you just keep talking, and I'll stay quiet on this side. Okay, so I'll keep talking. So here we are at Maweka, which is one of our outreach clinics high up on the Kilimanjaro. And uh, we've been coming here for many, many years. We have a local organizer here who I'll introduce you to in a minute called Sister Ida. And she looks after her whole community. She's an amazing woman. So we have got a station set up and then this is the waiting room over here. So we've got a number of patients to see this morning and we've already seen about eight so I thought I'd tell you about a couple of cases we've seen already today. We've had a lady with AIDS and she came that she last came five years ago and I saw her myself and unbelievably she turned up today after five years. So that's pretty, I don't know how that works. The synchronicity of it is amazing, huh? Oh, amazing. So she has AIDS and when she came five years ago, she was very weak. 
with a lot of dizziness, a loss of appetite. Her legs were very painful. She couldn't really stand so well. She was very thin and unable to eat. And she was anxious. She was struggling with her neighbors. She was having bad dreams. Anyway, we gave her Zincum because of the weakness, the dizziness, and this whole Sora, this whole thing, which is very common in AIDS, lots of common symptoms of AIDS. Mm. Anyway, she, she came back five years later saying, actually, she's been well, for, and her viral load has been really good. And then symptoms just came back three months ago. So she hasn't need, had another remedy in between, which is pretty fantastic. That's amazing. Um, yes. The last three months, she's been experiencing some abdominal pain. And she's also got double vision. She's still taking her ARV medication, but she can eat well now. Everything, you know, she's gained weight. Everything is going better on that front. But she's got the double vision. She's got a lot of abdominal pain, lower abdominal pain. And she's really sad because, you know, she's feeling really sad and low. Her children are living a long way away. And she's been having bad dreams again. A lot of dreams about being burials and coffins and funerals. Yeah, and she's missing her kids and she feels quite lonely. Anyway, she's a widow. So I've just given her nature muir this morning. So I'm hoping that that will send her on away again she said she will come back in a month and let me know rather than wait the five years but yeah and how long are you in Tanzania this time I'm here for 10 weeks so nice plenty of time to see you know the follow-ups of the cases I'm seeing now yeah incredible another one we've had is a, a lady with chronic bladder infection she came this morning but she's had it for about 18 months on and off and she and a a vaginal discharge and we've taken the case and we were sort of thinking and eventually she told us she had a smear test about a man came to the and did everybody in the area so she had a smear test and since then she's had basically an infection and I think a bladder infection as well so we've just given her Thuya this morning oh that's very interesting I actually have a client as well who's had these uh, repeated vaginal infections since she had a smear for her it was that mental emotional aspect of the invasion of that and so we've tried a few minutes I don't think I've given her Thuya but that's interesting you mentioned that yeah well the discharge was quite through your like I won't go into oh, details yeah. on it <laughs> cool. and also with the both the bladder and the vaginal infection uh-huh. yeah and she's she has actually had Thuya from us in the past so I thought okay I'm gonna stick with Thuya like uh, she had it a few years ago so she's a long-term mm-hmm. patient yeah amazing like potency wise do you find that the people there you tend to use lower potency or higher potencies or just a little bit of everything we use lower potencies because particularly with the people with AIDS or chronic illness, you know, sometimes they're quite weak. We just give a 12C daily in a, a medium-sized bottle and they know to take a capful or a quarter capful a day. And it also helps because if they are on other medication like their ARVs, which are the, the, the medication for AIDS, then mm. it helps them. And it's just the standard way we give it here. People take it every day. Mm. It reminds them that they're taking a medicine and, and then they, it, the, the medicine or the bottle is designed to last a month. Mm-hmm. So then they come back after five weeks. Usually that's mm-hmm. what we do. So they'll have had a week off the remedy and then we can see if any symptoms return or whether they, you know, if they're mm-hmm. doing well. So they have four weeks on, one week off, and then we can either repeat or, or change. I've just remembered that you did tell me that last time. So my apologies, but this will be a good one <laughs> for okay. listeners who haven't listened to the previous episode. <laughs> yeah, we'll just exactly. pretend I did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> There's another little case that is really sweet. We just had a 
a child come in this morning with her grandmother. Grandmothers are called BBs here, oh, which is a rather cute, cute word. Oh, that is interesting because my daughter has got a book. It's from South Africa, and the one person's name is BBs, B-I-B-I. So that's interesting. Yeah, that's I didn't right. know. Okay. That's, that's, that's grand, grandmother or sometimes just older woman. But oh, yeah, okay. Excellent. So this little girl is now living with her grandmother because there's been some for about the last 18 months or slightly less, actually, maybe, maybe, yeah. And she's, there's some problems in the family. So she came to live with the grandmother and she's been really homesick and she started not wanting to eat, using her appetite, feeling really fussy about food. And she's, you can see she's quite a sad little girl. And then she's got all these tummy pains and the only thing that seems to relieve it is lying, she, you know, lying down on her tummy at night. And yes, so I took, we took a couple of symptoms, but I know one of the remedies we give often to children here is one of the magnesiums because that orphan syndrome of being forsaken or, Mm. uh, you know, feeling forsaken, feeling left behind. And sometimes it's from the death of parents, which is quite common here. Children do lose their parents and they come, this little child hasn't lost, hasn't had the death of her parents, but she is like an orphan, really. She's come to live with her grandmother her grandmother is, you know, doesn't have so much money for food, so she's not getting the same quality of food as she got at home, and she's mm. quite fussy. She only wants to eat meat, and there's no meat here. Mm. She's only getting the vegetables, which she doesn't like. So anyway, we gave her magnesium muriaticum, oh. and it's a remedy I've given often here, and I'm hoping she'll do really well on that. Mm. That's beautiful. So would you like me to introduce you to... Sister Ida, who is our organizer here. Can't wait. (laughs) How Um, long has she been there? This is Sister Ida. Hello, Jumbo. Sister Ida has lived in... (laughs) Sister Ida has lived here her whole life. She looks after her community. And I'm just going to ask Sister Ida... I don't know what... She's amazing. She uses homeopathy herself, don't you? Yeah, I do. And what do you think about homeopathy, Sister Ida? I think it is wonderful remedy. It's wonderful way of living. It's, it has helped me a lot and many others. Aww. And uh, I am happy. I'm happy about uh, homeopathy. For the past uh, more than 10 years, I've been on homeopathy and I have uh, abandoned all other medications from hospital wow. and from other places. And that when, is inspiring. Yeah. She is well. And how wonderful that you're doing this work for your community as well. That is really brilliant. And the other thing about homeopathy, especially where Rebecca is, you know, my community is not a community of rich people. They are poor. They can't afford a lot of things, especially medication. Mm. But then HHA comes here and gives them remedies which are very effective. And for free. I know. So that they cannot, so that they are getting for free without payment. Many come and many benefit. I think it is the hand of God that has come to us. Oh, you're going to make me cry. (laughs) That is so beautiful. Let's be happy. Let's rejoice. Let's rejoice. So, so tell me, when when HHA first arrived there, were you were you a little bit skeptical about homeopathy, or did it make sense to you straight away? Yeah, indeed, I was skeptical, and Rebecca knows that. I asked, I asked for literature, and she gave me literature. Then I got convinced. 
when I used it myself and felt better, oh, my roots were there. <laughs> and I keep, I keep telling people to come to get remedy from homeopathy. Oh, I love that. I have to show you my T-shirt that I have got on today. It says, yes, I have a remedy for that. (laughs) Great. That is great. You know that there's a remedy for everything, hey? I believe so. (laughs) And now, for me, I have to show you myself that I'm a product of homeopathy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I can smile today because of remedies I got from homeopathy. I was miserable. Yeah. So what sort of things has it helped? Oh yeah. What what sort of things has it helped you with? My hypertension has gone down. My allergies, I was allergic to lots of things, even to people. Can you believe? (laughs) (laughs) Can you believe? But now my allergies have gone down tremendously. Only a few things are are left like dust. Some of the dust is affecting me. And uh, some por- some some foods which I can't eat, for example, eggs. Certain yeah. proteins affect me, but I'm not worried. I'm just better. wondering: Has Rebecca shown you how to make your own homeopathic remedy? Because you can actually make a remedy from the dust that's out there, and then take that remedy and see if it helps you with the dust allergy. Just a thought. Uh-huh. Not, uh, <laughs> not yet. We can not try. Yet. But now, now the fact that we are lucky that she has come back, I'm sure. I'm I'm hopeful that she will show me. You know, Brilliant. we missed her for this past three or four years, but now she has come. We are we are so happy. <laughs> I am oh. very hopeful. She show me. Well, I can she see she's very happy to be with you. She's just like radiating, isn't she? She just looks like she's in her <laughs> element. <laughs> she looks so happy to be there with you. <laughs> you know, you know, she told me that she comes from Ireland. And I always claim that I'm Irish by inclination. <laughs> <laughs> by so, inclination. <laughs> by inclination. <laughs> <laughs> So you can see our roots are are almost the same. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Well, I'm very jealous of your beautiful mountain there because here in Perth where I am, it's very, very flat. And I come from South Africa originally where in the Pal Valley where we've got beautiful mountains. And then I've moved here to Perth where we have no mountains. And I want to cry sometimes (laughs) because I miss the mountains so much. Uh, you make a short visit. You may make a short visit, and please remember to make a short visit to Kilimanjaro. Oh, believe me, and it's on our list. Where, it's on our where list. I am, it's one of the one of the routes for coming down from the mountain passes just at at my face. I will see you. I'm sure to see. You. I'll <laughs> be able to see you. I can't wait. <laughs> so, what other services do you offer at your facility there? Is it just the homeopathy, or do you do other things as well? Before homeopathy came, I was offering counseling for, for health, especially those who live with uh, HIV, mm. AIDS. And I assisted them to get to hospital, to get a treatment, for the children to get their education, etc., mm. etc. Et I still go on. I still carry on the same job. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's, it's just aided family counseling for many years, so... There's a lot of widows here, aren't there, Sister Ida, who are suffering from grief and they've lost children, they've lost husbands, and Sister Ida really helps them with that their emotional well-being as well as their physical mm. well-being. 
That's amazing. So can you maybe tell our listeners, you know, our listeners are all over the world, America, you know, UK, Australia, New Zealand, Ireland, <laughs> everywhere. What is it like over there for the widows or, or for people living with AIDS? What is it like over there for them? What is the culture like around people who have AIDS? And, and what is the progression? You know, what's the forecast kind of of somebody that has been diagnosed with AIDS? What will their life look like over there? These days it's not so bad initially. In the 90s, it was very bad because there was not enough education. There was a lot of uh, negative reception of the condition. That means despairing and coupled with a lot of stigmatization. But with a lot of education now and good counseling, people accept their situation. And some of them have even forgotten that they, they are living with HIV. They carry on life as usual because they get this antiretroviral, which mm-hmm. gives them strength. Mm-hmm. I'm saying they, they have almost forgotten it. They are scared of COVID-19. It's COVID-19 which is scaring, not HIV anymore. <laughs> yeah. There's always something to be scared of in this world if you know the powers that be would have their way. Even the war in Ukraine is scary. Mm. <laughs> but not AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sister Edna, how do you find that the homeopathy works alongside the antiretrovirals? Do you find that works really well? A lot of it because the, what we call, the other side effects, you know, someone not having enough Im- immunity will be attacked by these other diseases mm. which are cured by homeopathy. And uh, some who are taking anti-tuberculosis and uh, antiretroviral, they develop very severe side effects. Mm -hmm. They are given some remedies which help them to get rid of the condition. Mm. And they are okay. Amazing. I wonder, maybe Rebecca can answer this one. Do you ever use, like, I'm guessing you use the homeopathic nosotubiculinum, but do you ever use the remedy made from the drug itself? No, we don't. We don't do that so much isopathy. We tend to, we've got working in an epidemic here with AIDS. So we mm. tend to work within the genus of, if somebody has AIDS, work within that genus. We do use remedies for, we have treated people with active TB. And, you know, again, they can be on the medication, but they get really weak and, mm. That's where we find homeopathy comes into the core. So often it's quite remedies that you would know, like phosphorus is a really very good remedy. Natremure is a very good remedy for AIDS. But, you know, with people have the chest, K-like carb is a very good remedy. And because we're on the side of a mountain, as, as Sister Ida will say, you know, we're on the side of a mountain, so the weather can be quite changeable. You know, sometimes it's we get cloudy and it's quite cool up here. And then, then in the afternoon, it's much warmer and then we take our jumpers off and, you know, it's sunny and hot. So that changeable temperature means people are quite prone to chesty illnesses. So K-Like Harbour's been another one, huh? Yeah, yeah, which has helped me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we we found that really a lot of the remedies that people, listeners will know are very effective here. We also have the remedy Adamas that we use a lot for. It's made from very gold. Chesty, oh, sorry, from diamond. Di- hey. Diamond. Yeah. <laughs> diamond. And it's a very effective remedy for the kind of cloudy weather that we have where people get the chronic coughs with cloudy weather. They might oh, have wow. uh, ATV 
but it's a really useful remedy on this mountain because of the weather conditions. I and learn of course, something you know, every single time I speak to another homeopath. I have never used Adamas for a cough ever in 10 years. So that's incredible. Yeah, a chronic cough for more than three months, worse in cloudy weather, then you can think of Adamas. Wow. Nice little, <laughs> nice little keynote for you. Cool. That's okay. amazing. Well, thank you. introduce Victor, the hemophilic. Oh, we also, yeah, I. We can introduce, I can, I don't, can you speak any English? We have the family here, one of the kids here that we, is a hemophiliac kid, and we built his family, HHA raised some money as, to build the family a house because they had a very, they had no house really, very, very, very basic. So wow. we built them a two-room house, which is, you know, dry and secure. The mother is there. Let's here here the he house. is. Hello. Hi, hello, Jumbo. Victor. Can you say hello? Hello. 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 Hello, Jumbo. Uh, Victor is eight years old and this is his mother. Can you say hello? Jumbo. Hello. Hello. Hello, Jumbo. You can say Swahili. Jumbo. Jumbo. What would you like to say about your house? Jumbo. Can you ask her to say in Swahili what she thinks about her house? Una semaja baria seyako, una patanafua ubiku, wangi. Missouri. Missouri. Missouri means good. It's Aww. good. And for Mama, what would she say about the house? Say louder. Louder. Yes. She's very happy. Aww. Sister Ida told me today that they said it, they felt it was like a gift coming from heaven. Aww. They just, it touched their heart. It made me feel tearful this morning because oh. they were living a, uh, in very very poor conditions and yeah if now they have a, a, a little house and now we've had a little bit more money we've been able to build a, a, a toilet for them or we're in the process of building a toilet and painting it wow. and we're hoping to get them some beds as well there's but no beds what an incredible so charity kind of- i mean this is the thing like that's why i love supporting hha because you know the money are actually going to the people it's not getting chewed up in administration fees and advertising where the people that need it don't actually ever end up getting the money and i don't know if you know this rebecca but we've got our fifth our hundredth podcast episode party on the 12th of yep. august and it's ten dollars for each uh, of our hundred guests and the thousand dollars that we're going to raise is all going to homeopathy for health in africa so i really hope that anyone <laughs> so we got on the on the 8th of august actually the 8th of the 8th we're going to have a chat with camilla sure who's one of the founders of the charity to hand over you know, electronically the money to HHA. So I really hope that that will, you know, be able to make a difference. But anyone listening to this podcast, I mean, if you are looking to donate money to a worthy organization that is actually going to make a difference in people's lives, that is sustainable, that's, you know, is just making such a huge difference, then Homeopathy for Health in Africa should be your number one choice. And like I said before, if you want to buy that person that has everything a gift, buy them a donation to HHA on their behalf for their birthday. <laughs> oh, Eugenie, you're a marvel. And honestly, it's so true. The, the money here goes a long way. Like if we get $20, then it means that we can actually, that will provide 10 remedies in a bottle, enough for a month, mm-hmm. and enable us to do the clinic and provide, you know, see 
10 people to provide them remedies and everything else. You know, because we are, it is a remote area. We have to travel and everything. It's just brilliant. So that mm. money does make a difference. It really does. Yeah, that's yeah. incredible. And I mean, you volunteer so much of your time with this organization, Rebecca. I see all the online stuff that you do for them, all the promotion, <laughs> all that, you know, it's just really amazing. Yeah. That's why, you know, you look at some other charities and you just never quite know if the money is actually reaching the people that it should. And you see these huge advertisements that they put up everywhere and, you know, you've got to pay for those advertisements. And sometimes I wonder, you know, where did you get the money for to pay for that? And is any of that actually ended up with the people that needed? But with you guys, because I know you, I know what you do. I feel that I could really promote homeopathy for health in Africa because the people that are behind it are so genuine that they actually are making a huge difference. And there was that Facebook message that Camilla put on a little while ago about that little boy that had the hernia and they needed the money to do the operation. And, you know, some people jumped on board, were able to provide the money and, you know, he had the operation and it sounds like he's doing so well. So you know that they're actually making a difference in people's lives. Yes, we absolutely do. And that little boy, we went to the Maasai last on Friday and yeah, he's doing much, much better. Oh, so we know he goes directly to the source where it's needed. And, you know, our local organizers like Sister Ida and other organizers, they, they keep things going, but they are all volunteers as well. You know, they, mm. we use their house or their porch or their area and then they organize all the people to come on the days that we're here. So it really wow. is a very grassroots thing where people Actually, you know, you get to meet the people who receive the money. For example, the couple, the the, the boy with hemophilia and the who just had the money for their house. So it's fantastic. You know, mm-hmm. you can be rest assured. We're doing we're doing as much as we can. It was so great to chat with you, and hopefully, we're chatting again. Hopefully, tomorrow when you're in another village. So you are just out and about. And have you had a chance to have jet lag at all, or have you? Because you've just hit the ground running. You've been there a week now. Hey. Yeah, we pretty much hit the ground running. So this is already my fourth fourth clinic, outreach clinic. So yeah, it's pretty good. And yeah, hit the ground running. Yeah. And I love it. So it's nice because a lot of these people I know, you know, in, in like Sister Eda, I've known for 10 years. So when you come back, it's like meeting, well, it is meeting old friends. So, and even all the, a lot of the patients I know as well, because they've been coming, you know, over the years. So it's really nice to reconnect with everyone. Oh, I always love seeing the children. Like when you get to see them over the course of a few years, I love when you get to see the kitties and, you know, you have, you've had a gap there for a couple of years due to COVID. So a lot of those children that you're seeing again now, probably so much older now and, and, you know, bigger. So. Oh, but I just have to show you this little this little thing. And we've got four children with their grandmother at the I'll just show you one of our clinics. So we've got one of the other volunteers and patients is a homeopath here. And you can see all the children. We've got four children with their grandmother. Some of them have got ringworms, some of them have got a little bit of cough. Yeah, so they're all getting different remedies depending on their needs. So yeah, it's really nice. And the grandmother gets a remedy too. <laughs> that is so interesting. So let's take a quick break and we'll be back in one minute. Hello, homies. So now we're going to go straight into the second recording that we did with Rebecca Stirrup on the 2nd of August. And like I said, be sure to check out the YouTube channel so you can actually see the location where Rebecca is and you'll be able to see the people that are about to receive homeopathic treatment. Enjoy. So I just wanted to spin you around. So I'm here in Arusha, just out of Arusha at the Yeriko Center. And we are seeing patients. These are two patients waiting now, beautifully colored. Oh, they're so beautiful, hey? 
and we are also doing some teaching. So we have got two rooms set up. This is the consulting room, and then we are teaching in here. So the wonderful thing about this project is that we have nine people that we've been teaching for several years now, and they are able to now take, they see patients themselves. They have a clinic going here. They see people all the time in the community. The, the people know about homeopathy. And so it's really, really fantastic. This center here, I'm just going to flip you around again. You can see up there some buildings up at the top there. They also do teaching of young people aged between 16 and 22 or 24. And they teach them IT, tailoring, and, and knitting. Knitting is the new thing. So, yeah. That's really cool. So, so is that center that you're at at the moment, is that dedicated to homeopathy? Or is it just like a community center that anyone can use? It's a community center that people come to. So they are now a license to do homeopathy. They don't need a homeopathy for health in Africa here, but we do come quite regularly to upgrade their teaching and to do clinics. But in fact, they are like a branch of homeopathy for health in Africa. And it's a community center that does other projects as well. So, but it's very well embedded in the community. So it's pretty amazing. That is amazing. And do they have their own dispensary right there? do they've all got remedies they have their own dispensary but also they are also this is another thing i'll show you because it's a farming region this is the project's lace products which are for plants and for farming i don't know whether you can see those but they've got things like 100 percent natural fungicide these are all homeopathic agri-homeopathy oh you know, that is cool and i you know uh, kimbala Sher, who's one of the founders of homeopathy for health in africa i've been seeing her doing a lot of agro homeopathy courses online lately yeah. and she's looks like she's put a, a agro homeopathic kit together along with a company in germany from what i deduct from her facebook page yes that's exactly right wonderful and those are homeopathic preparations that they're going to be using on their farmlands they are that's cool. Yes, exactly. Very cool. So, you know, the staple crops here are things like maize, obviously, coffee, bananas, sweet potato, obviously beans, tomatoes. But all of these, they can use this natural product so they don't have to use the commercial insecticides and fertilizers and stuff. Yeah. That is Pretty so nice. cool. That's amazing. <laughs> and this is your 14th trip, right, to Tanzania? Gosh. I think it is. I can't remember how many, but I haven't been for three years because obviously travel has been very difficult. And so I've been back three days and yeah, this, we did a, we did some outreach home visits yesterday and then, and saw several patients who are either bedridden or can't, you know, can't make it to a clinic. And then today we've traveled to Arusha here. And then tomorrow we will go into the Maasai region, which is just, you know, into the mountains from here and do some, do a clinic up in the mountains. So. Yeah, we're going to have a busy couple of days. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And what's it like for you to be back? It's so amazing. It's like, I, in some ways, it's like I've never been away. As soon as you get back, you kind of meet everybody again. I'm meeting Martha, who's the, the woman who runs this project here. You know, I've known her for several years, so we haven't seen each other for a long time. So that's mm. been really nice. And we've got our homeopath who's visiting from Germany here as well, a volunteer. So She's going to be doing some teaching today. In fact, they're focusing on um, urine tract infections today. So that's the teaching program that they're going to do. Is that something they see a lot of over there? Yeah, quite common. I mean, these people here, they're, they're kind of well-trained and they, they, they did the basic sort of 36 remedies with, which cover your basic injuries and coughs and colds and things like that. You know, now they're treating all sorts of more complex things. So 
yeah, we go through like heart remedies or some of the remedies for, you know, urine infections mm-hmm. or even yesterday we had a stroke patient and so we gave him well actually it was the follow-up he had a stroke a year ago and we gave him arnica a month ago well the the, the, the people here the homeopath here gave him arnica and a dramatic recovery in the sense that he can now stand by himself and walk a few steps his energy is back all that kind of stuff you know so it's pretty amazing that is very cool. It's interesting. I was chatting with Dr. Saptarshi Banerjee in India a little while ago. And of course, he goes to a lot of the slums and he prescribes over there. He called it slum prescribing. And he goes into a lot of the rural areas there as well. And what he was yeah. saying is that because the people in these remote areas don't have access to a lot of pharmaceutical medication, you can see a much clearer symptom picture because it's not suppressed. Yes. Your symptoms are not suppressed. And often because yes. their vital force is a lot stronger because of, they haven't had the suppression of pharmaceutical medications, often the homeopathic oh, remedies yeah. can work quite profoundly. So our listeners that are listening and hearing this patient with a stroke and Arnica has helped them. And, you know, most of our listeners are probably going, Arnica, I've got that in my first aid kit. That's amazing. So how yep. cool. Oh. It's pretty fantastic when you can do something with such... You know, we all think, oh, we know Annika for bruises and, you know, injuries, but it actually is one of the, the a very, very good remedy for stroke. And mm-hmm. it was wonderful to see this man. He was so delighted. And I'm sure he's a reverend in Moshi. All his people are saying, how did you get so better after a year? You know, suddenly then in two weeks, you're walking again. Aww. His wife is delighted. So I'm sure we're going to get a few more patients from his parishioners, you know, <laughs> to yeah. come and, and visit us. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, when I just first heard about Arnica, you think about it for bruising, but actually it's got that affinity with a whole cardiovascular system. And just it so, certainly so does. Amazing. And what sort of other cases have yeah. you seen already in your time, in your short three days there? My time, well, <laughs> well, we've just seen, we saw a little girl with a bad cough. I've only seen a few cases so far, of course, because I've only just arrived. Yeah, you, you're allowed um, to have jet lag. We to, <laughs> and we've seen a man actually with very bad headaches. And it's interesting because he, a lovely young man, and the HHA, Homeopathy for Health in Africa, facilitated getting him a camera. He wanted to be a photographer. And he's a really hardworking young man. Anyway, they facilitated getting him a camera. So he started building up a business taking photographs of occasions, weddings, individual photos with a good camera because obviously lots of people have got iPhones but it, or phones, but it's different having a really professional. Mm. So he's been doing very, very well. But every time he does the editing with the artificial light, he's getting these bad headaches. So we were looking for a remedy for him yesterday. So, yeah, we chose one. So let's hope that it helps because they're pretty in and it makes his eyes kind of water and get all blurry. So it's interesting that the artificial light from that camera editing is causing those headaches. Yeah. That's very interesting. And mm. is there, I mean, is there any sort of superstition around homeopathy over there? Do you find that the, the people in the local villages, do they accept homeopathy quite well or is there, are there any issues around you being there? No, they accept it really well. And it's really nice because we don't have that problem at all. I mean, there will be some people maybe who are a bit suspicious, but you know, we go, as I say, we go up into the mass site. We have been going there for, for years, you know, 10 years that yeah. they really know about homeopathy and they've always, they're always there. You know, our local organizer knows we're coming and then everybody's waiting when we get there. Like, as you can see, there's, you know, they're putting more chairs out now, oh. you know, so that people can sit while they wait to be to be seen so yeah that's how it oh, works that's very cool and it's what is it about 11 o'clock in the morning there now hey 
It is just after 11. Yes, it is. So, yeah, and yeah. you've had a long trip yeah. because Rebecca was on a previous episode and uh, in New Zealand. And then you had a trip to the UK and now you're in Tanzania. Yes. Yeah. And have you had to use any homeopathics along your trip along the way? Anything for jet lag or any, any other remedies that you've had to use? I've just used some Monica good because there was a lot of COVID and obviously I had to get on the plane. So I just took a few doses of aconite every so often just to make sure that I didn't get it. So yeah, it's great. Would you like me to introduce you to one of the ladies who runs the project here? Would that I would love be that, please. Okay. Hello. How Hi. do you say hello in your yeah. language? Oh, how about you get me? Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> Jumbo. Jumbo. Yeah. Oh. Well, I, yeah. I, did, I did a little bit of Corsa when I used to go to school in South Africa, and all I could say is Usapi Lanjani, <laughs> but that's different language. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's Jumbo. Jumbo. I yeah. like that. So, Jumbo. So Martha, Martha is a wonderful woman who organizes everything here, and she's just a force to be reckoned with, and she's got a huge heart. Which is why she, <laughs> which is why she helps her community so much. <laughs> so you can ask her some questions if you want, but she's yeah, just that's, amazing. That's beautiful. So how many days a week is the clinic open? Five days. Five days. Oh, from Monday, keep... yeah, from Monday to Friday. They keep you busy, hey? Yeah, we are busy here. <laughs> Working oh. with don't worry fast. Oh. And Martha, how long have you been learning homeopathy? Oh, it's a long time because before I'm uh, doing it as a translator for 12 years ago and later I'm interested to learn. That is what, very cool. And yeah. what's, what's your favorite three remedies, Margaret? Well, your favorite three? Yeah. First one I use sepia. Ah, it I like sepia. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah, of the aging problem. So, Sepia is very good for me. And also, I prefer arsenicum if I use something which is not good. Yeah. So, I use arsenicum. Uh-huh. And if I'm, I be in shock, I use aconite. Yeah. <laughs> good choices. All yeah. good choices. And have you yeah. got... What what have been some of your best cases that you've treated over there? What have been some of the most amazing improvements in health that you have seen? Especially people who are having a problem of legs. Yeah, most of them we give them rootstocks and it's very good for them. And for women, we are using chest problem. Here is cold also. Sometimes we give them carbovage. And if it is a lot of dust, it's caused by dust, we use phosphorus. Uh, so it's helped people. You know your remedies. I'm very impressed. That is fantastic. <laughs> wow. She knows her remedies, I tell you. Yeah. I get lessons from <laughs> Rebecca and others people from Moshi. Yeah. Also, we have one who starts to work with us. So we are still going on that. Great. Have you got a favorite? What is nice is when I first, when I first, go on, sorry. I was asking, do you have a favorite book that you use? A favorite homeopathy book? Yeah, we have a book, but 
is not having all remedies. Okay. It's have 30. 30, yeah. okay. We also have a problem with, they have Fartac's repertory, you know, the Fartac yes. repertory, and we're getting them Fartac material, but they've had Fartac repertory for some time. But I'm so used to communicating with these guys, but I forgot that I worked through a translator. Martha speaks very good English, but mostly, no, not good, it's very good. Mostly people speak either Swahili or Maasai. And I had forgotten that they don't read English. And of course, Fartak, I give them the book and it's in English. I completely I forgot. <laughs> but the book they have with the 30 remedies is in Swahili. It's been yeah. translated. So it's really oh, useful. Oh, wow. Mm. That's brilliant. Yeah. Who did the translation for you? Homeopathy for Health in Africa, the two of the homeopaths here, mm. they did the translation. Oh, and wow. then we have a course that they translated from English into, into Swahili and all the course notes. So when we're teaching, they receive everything in Swahili, which is really good. So Homeopathy for Health in Africa is doing a great, you know, it's done a great job in spreading the word because it's Martha here but when you go into the Maasai there are how many people up there know him Martha like Maria and yeah. Engelbert and yeah, four. four four of them in the mountains also know so they can treat up there as well because it's oh. remote you know it's very remote mm. oh amazing so I'm so I'm so sorry I think I said Margaret but your name is Martha hey Ma Martha. Martha oh it's Martha. the connection yeah, yeah. oh Wonderful. Oh, Martha, you have such a beautiful energy about you. And I can see you and Rebecca look like sisters, or should I say partners in crime? Sisters in crime. Oh, it sounds like you ladies have a lot of fun there and you're doing amazing work. And it's wonderful to see the people piling up outside, you know, ready to receive homeopathic care. So, Martha, do you actually go to people's homes as well, or do they just come to you at the clinic? If the people are very sick, we are going to his home. Oh. But if they can manage to come, we prefer them to come to our to our clinic. But sometimes we are when outreach. Yeah, amazing. And yeah. have you have you are you well stocked with remedies there? Have you got quite a lot of remedies? And where do your remedies come from? Well, yeah, we've got a good stock of remedies. They all, Homeopathy for Health in Africa has, I could show you a picture, but we've got all the remedies here and we get restocked when people like me come or other people come. They, a lot of them come from Europe, from the German pharmacies or from, or from the English, from Helios in, yeah. in England. Yeah, but we've got all the remedies and we, we have all the bottles. We always give a liquid and we always give it in a, usually we give it a 12C daily dose. They have a bottle that they, the pers person takes away and they take a little capful every single day. Ah. And we find that works really, really well. Oh, so rather than the sugar pillules, you prefer to give them liquid dosing? Yes, it works very well. And they give the little succussion in between each dose, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, so it's a really good way. So they've got all the little, the little, if you like, medicating potencies. And then when we yeah. give a, when Martha gives a remedy to a person, mm. she then makes up a bottle for them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, and we do that too. Yeah. yeah. And it looks like a few more people have joined you in the queue there behind you. Oh, yes. Yeah, we better yeah. get going. Wow. <laughs> okay, ladies. It was lovely yeah. to chat with you. And Rebecca, I hope we can do a few more of these as you go to the different clinics. And, yeah, it would be wonderful. And Martha, it was lovely to meet you. I, my husband and I so okay. want to come and visit Tanzania. So I hope that one day we can come and visit you there. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Okay, you're welcome. Bye. Bye. Bye.